you have questions? Do you need answers? The Pastor Study will help you find those answers through God's Word. Our teacher today is Pastor Tom Brock. The Pastor Study is sponsored by pastorstudy.org. So grab your Bible and join us for The Pastor Study. Welcome to the Pastor Study. Normally when you tune into this program, you see Pastor Brock come up first, but today's show is going to be a little bit different. You know that at the end of our program, we always try to leave a little bit of time for questions and answers that Tom can ask, answer that you as viewers have sent in or people ask when Tom is out speaking at a group or something. So today we're going to take the whole half hour and we're going to talk about the church the church versus a cult, and we're going to try to go through the different denominations, and so we're going to do a whole half hour of questions for Tom to explain these things, and we hope that it'll help to answer some questions that you might have. So welcome, Pastor Brock. Thank you, Jackie. Today we'll do it a little different. Mm -hmm. First of all, is there one true church? All right. You know, I'll, there is a denomination called the Church of Christ. It's not the United Church of Christ, which is very liberal, but there's a small denomination called the Church of Christ, and they'll tell you we're not the denomination. We're the Church of Christ. So some of the people in that denomination kind of get the impression they're the only real Christians on earth. When I was 13 in my Lutheran Missouri Synod confirmation class, and I, have a, I had a Catholic dad before he died, I put up my hand because the pastor was really preaching Lutheranism, I think, I put up my hand and I said, can you be saved if you're not a Lutheran? And my Missouri Synod pastor paused and said, after a silence, I think there are other Christians out there. <laughs> You've got some super conservative Lutherans that think that's the only true religion. You've got a fair number of Catholics that think the Catholic Church is the only true church. The way I understand the Bible, anyone who truly confesses and believes in the Lord Jesus Christ according to uh, Acts chapter 16, will be saved. It doesn't say, and become a member of the Catholic Church or the Presbyterian Church. We all need to be part of the Church of Christ, the body of Christ, in whatever form it is. But the thing that saves us is Christ. And, and so is there one true church? In a sense, there's, the answer is yes. The invisible body of Christ made up of all various stripes of Christians, that's the true church. But you can be a Methodist and go to hell because you're not part of the true church because you don't really believe in Christ. You can be a Catholic or a Lutheran and be part of the church, but not really part of the church because you don't really believe. So there's the visible church and the invisible church. The invisible church is the true church. Okay, Pastor Brock, is there a difference between, say, religions, we classify religions, mm -hmm. or denominations, yeah. or is that just two no, words? Religions, would, Christianity is one religion, Judaism is another. But when we talk about denominations, those are the various stripes of Christians within the Christian religion. So Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist, Independent, those are various denominations just within Christianity. Okay, as long as you started talking about those, let's go through some of those. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pose the question to you of what does that, that church believe yes. or that denomination? Yes. So. Let's start with Catholics. Okay. What do yep. Catholics believe? Good. And you know, just before I launch into Catholicism here, let's make this big distinction. 
There are Christian churches, there are non-Christian religions, and then there are the cults, which say they're Christian, but aren't. And I would, uh, like Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, those aren't cults because they don't claim to be Christian. They're non-Christian religions. Then you've got the Christian denominations, Catholic, Lutheran, Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian, Orthodox, etc. Then you've got the cults that say they're Christian, but they deny either the Trinity or salvation by grace alone, this kinds of thing. Those would be the Mormons, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, the New Age religion, Christian science, Unitarianism, etc. All right, so let's just concentrate now on the Christian denominations. Okay, yeah. Catholics first. Cat Roman Catholics, uh, the difference between a Catholic and a Lutheran, the head of the Roman Catholic Church is the Pope. When he speaks from the chair or ex cathedra, he speaks infallibly. So they would say uh, the Roman Catholic Church would put church tradition pretty much on the par of Scripture, that what the church has taught in, in the centuries is equal to what Scripture teaches. And they would, uh, they're very hierarchical with bishops. And they are, uh, you know, one of the early branches, of course, of Christianity along with the Orthodox. And so uh, Catholics would believe in the Trinity just like Lutherans do and, and Protestants do. Catholics believe Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose from the dead. So do Lutherans, etc. Where it gets sticky, Catholics tend to believe, I'm not saying this of every single Catholic, but they tend to believe you're saved by the grace of God and by your good works. Lutherans and the Protestants believe we're saved by the grace of God alone. It comes out in good works, but what saves us is never us or our good works. It's only the cross that saves us. Catholics pray to the saints, Mary, St. Jude, St. Peter. Uh, Protestants only pray to God. Catholics believe in purgatory, that when you die, you go to purgatory and you have your sins purged off or burned off for a while, then you end up in heaven. Uh, Protestants believe you, when you die, you go right to heaven or hell, you know, either one. Catholics believe in heaven and hell, but they also believe in purgatory. Uh, Protestants don't see it in the scriptures. And then the big thing, this is what caused Luther, the Catholic, to say enough to the Catholic Church. Catholics believe in indulgences, that if you do certain things, give certain gifts or whatever, that can get your loved ones time off of purgatory, they go to heaven quicker. Luther said absolutely nowhere in the Bible do you find such a teaching. So those are some of the different, but Catholics again, they believe in the Trinity, they believe in Jesus as being fully God and fully man. Uh, they believe Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead. Uh, those are some of the differences. When you talk about somebody being infallible, mm -hmm. like the Pope is infallible, yeah, yeah. is there any other religion that... Well, to, to, uh, just to be careful here, the, the Catholics will admit there were some horrible popes, especially during the Renaissance who had kids out of wedlock, etc. Um, so they would say the pope is only infallible when he speaks ex cathedra, that means from the chair, as when he makes an authoritative teaching for the church, that's when he's infallible. Are there other religions that have an infallible leader? Mm, I don't know what the... Uh, Buddhists believe about the Dalai Lama. I don't know if he's infallible for them or not, but not many, honestly, that I can think of. Okay, so what do Orthodox believe? Okay. Is that a Again, religion? Orthodox comes out of very early Christianity. They're the people in Greece and Russia. The Orthodox Church is not real big in the United States, not a lot of numbers, but if you lived in Greece or in Russia or certain parts of Eastern Europe, the Orthodox Church is big. They're, uh, they believe in the Trinity. They don't believe in purgatory. They don't believe in indulgences. So in that way, they're more Protestant than they are Catholic. Uh, they venerate the Virgin Mary, but they don't pray to the saints. Uh, 
And so, uh, but they will pray in front of the icons of the saints. And so maybe I should take that back. I, I'm sure some Orthodox kind of do pray to the saints, but they're, they're kind of in between Catholicism and Protestantism in a way. And they believe in what they call the icons. They'll have a picture of a saint or Mary or Jesus, and they will venerate that. And Protestants tend to have a problem with that kind of thing. Um, uh, they would teach that we're saved by Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection. So that's the Orthodox Church. And the Orthodox kind of seems, from what I know of them, to follow a country. Like you have the Eastern Orthodox or the Russian. It can be very embedded in a culture. And sadly, my problem with the Orthodox Church, some of them really do tend to think they're the only true church. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so what do Lutherans believe then? Now, Lutherans, I would, I would argue, I'm a Lutheran pastor, that the Lutheran Church goes all the way back to the beginning too. And what happened was, in Catholicism, slowly but surely, things got strange. And when it got so strange that the Catholic Church is selling indulgences so you can get your loved ones out of purgatory so they can build huge St. Peter, Peter's Cathedral in Rome, that's when Luther basically said, we need to go back to the original teaching. So does the Lutheran Church go all the way back? I would say in a sense it does. In, Luther did not believe, and I don't either. There have always been Christians since Christ ris rose from the dead. There were Christians in the Catholic Church during Luther's time. He would have said that. But things got so messed up that Luther had to take a stand. And at that point, the Pope said he's under the ban of excommunication. Anybody that could find Luther could kill him. So Luther held head out for a while, translated the Bible into German so the Germans could read it, started the Protestant Reformation. The, the distinctive of the Lutheran religion is we believe in three solas. Now this is Latin, sola scriptura, which means the Bible alone, not a pope, not a priest, not a bishop. The Bible alone is our highest authority. It's not denying that there are good authorities in the church. We need authority in the church. But as far as the highest authority, who gets final say if the Pope says one thing and the Bible says another? The Bible. So it's called sola scriptura. Uh, and then sola fide, which means only by faith. The only thing that saves us is not my good works, but only faith in Christ. And sola gratia, which means it's only by grace, not, again, anything I've done or merited. It's only the grace of God that saves us. So the Bible alone, faith alone, God's grace alone is what saves us. That's the distinctives of Lutheranism. It was the first Protestant uh, group that came along. And from there, sadly, many other Protestant groups split off. But still, the Protestantism is big on we're saved by grace alone. Okay, so let's talk about another group then. Mm -hmm. What do Presbyterians believe? After Luther, the second great reformer was John Calvin in France. Very similar teaching to Luther, although he differed with at least the descendants of Calvin, the, the reform movement, didn't believe Jesus was truly present at Holy Communion. They believed it was a symbolic thing. Uh, they didn't believe that baptism really is an act of God. It's more a symbolic thing. So that's called the Presbyterian Church. They have elders in their church. Very, in many ways, very similar to Lutheranism, but different on what's called the sacraments, the Lord's Supper, and Holy Communion. They tend to think is symbolic. Okay, how about Episcopalians? In the 1500s, right after Luther, uh, Luther's still alive because Henry VIII did not like Martin Luther, but Luther starts the Reformation in Germany, starts to spread around Europe. In the 1500s, Henry VIII is a Catholic, King of England, 
he wants to divorce his wife and marry somebody new. The Pope says, no, you don't. We don't have, we don't have divorce and remarriage in the Catholic Church. At which point Henry VIII said, okay, you're not the head of the Church of England anymore. I'm the head of the Church of England. And Henry VIII made himself the head of the Church, which was the Roman Catholic Church. Now it's called the Church of England, headed by still, to this day, the sovereign king or queen of England. I mean, really? President, Queen Elizabeth is the head of the, queen of, uh, of the Church of England. So... Uh, it's very. It's it's also again kind of a combination of Protestantism and and Catholicism, a lot of high church, very uh, formal liturgy and beautiful uh, liturgy and worship forms and hymns, but tend to be more Protestant that were saved by grace alone, and that's the uh, uh, Episcopal Church. Okay, how about Methodists? Where did they? Come <laughs> in the from? 1700s, there was a big revival in England, under a man by the name of John Wesley. John Wesley uh, was a clergyman with the Church of England, as I remember it, and he got on horseback and preached from town to town and just started a revival. And they started a Methodist church, meaning he had a method. He, invite, he encouraged his followers to meet in small group Bible study, hold each other accountable for their Christian life. And that was the method. And so it came to be called Methodism, started a big revival movement, and today it's called the Methodist Church. Okay. Now we have this group that's called evangelicals. Yes. Is that a denomination? Well, you know, it, it, even, if you're, if, even if you say you're non-denominational, and there's lots of non-denominational churches, they tend to be either Baptist or, or Pentecostal. So the evangelical movement is big in the United States, and these are the, you know, the, the Baptists or the non-denominational people. And they're, um, they tend to be, like I say, Baptist, and after Luther and the Presbyterians, the Baptists arose and they believed in adult baptism only and they would believe baptism is only symbolic. But overwhelmingly the evangelicals, I think, and I'm a Lutheran and I'm, I'm saying this, overwhelmingly the churches that are holding to scripture in the United States are the evangelicals. <laughs> and sadly these other churches, like the Episcopal Church in America, like the Presbyterian Church USA, like the ELCA Lutheran churches, sadly those churches are leaving scripture, becoming very heretical, and who's holding the line? The Baptists, the Pentecostals. So, so there you go. You know it's kind of interesting as we've gone through this progression and we asked about what the true church was, mm -hmm. it seems like we at Everyone at one point had something to do with Catholicism before they became well, something. Uh, the Orthodox people would argue on that. They'd okay. say, no, we, we go all the way back to the beginning too, and they do. And again, I would say as a, as a Lutheran, I hold the same uh, Catholic uh, heroes of the faith as they do. I mean, I want to claim St. Ambrose and St. Augustine and, and, and some of these great people of the faith. I, as Lutherans, we don't believe that the church started in 1520. Uh, Luther wouldn't have taught that either. The true church has always been on earth since, since the uh, resurrection of Christ, but it became so corrupt during the Renaissance, something had to be done. It was called the Reformation. Okay, Pastor Brock, what denominations today do you feel are reaching the most people for Christ? You know, and again, I'm a Lutheran here. <coughs> Sadly, I don't see the Lutheran church burning up the world, leading people to Christ. I know there are some that do. I think it's the evangelicals. It's those Baptists and it's those Pentecostals. Pentecostalism is huge now in, 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 uh, in Central and South America. And the Pentecostals and the Baptists tend, uh, and again, all these churches have good missionaries in them, but the ones that I think, this is my opinion, are bringing the most number of people to Christ are the evangelicals. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Let's go to some of the cults first, and okay. then I'll ask you a question that yep. compares them afterwards. First of all, Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. Cult? Yeah. Now, what do they believe? Yeah, now everybody, now we're leaving true Christianity. Right. And we're going to go back and, to a and, question yeah. between these right. two. Right, now we're leaving true Christianity to the groups that say they're Christian but right. deny Christian doctrine. The Jehovah's Witness Church teaches that the doctrine of the Trinity is of the devil. They teach, and at your door, they will say, the word Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. What I say to them at my door is, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. The concept of the Trinity is throughout the Bible. They deny that Jesus physically rose from the dead. They think a spirit rose, but not physically rose from the dead. They don't believe in hell. And uh, the, the, the Jehovah's Witness religion is an example of the ancient Arian heresy that the church condemned in 325 AD when it proposed the Nicene Creed, preaching the Trinity, and Arius, the heretical bishop, lost. The modern version of denying Christ's divinity or his godness is Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. What do Mormons believe that Mormons into? believe in thousands of gods. And very tragically, Joel Osteen, pastor on TV, the happy pastor, who has the biggest church in America, he, he was asked, are Mormons Christians? And he said, yes, I believe they are because I heard Mitt Romney say that he believes Jesus is his Savior. Therefore, I think Chris, Joel, he should know better. He's a pastor. The Mormons believe Jesus is the Savior, but there are many gods in Mormonism. And the weird thing about Mormonism, Jackie, they believe in thousands of gods. And if you're a good Mormon, you can become a god. The god we worship used to be a man on another planet who attained godhood. They don't believe God is eternal. God has not always, in fact, one of their sayings is, uh, as God once was, uh, you are now. As, as God is now, you can become. So they believe God is not eternal. The Old Testament says, from everlasting to everlasting, I am God. So Mormonism is not Christianity. Okay. How about the Christian Science Church? Mary Baker Eddy in the late 1800s, early 1900s, founded the Christian Science Church, Christian Science Reading Rooms, First Church of Christ Science. Christ Science is this teaching that if you believe it right, uh, there is no such thing as sickness and there is no such thing as sin. So if you believe sin exists or sickness exists, you need to get right thinking. And the reason that's not Christianity is, look, Mary Baker Eddy, if there is no sin, why did Jesus die on the cross? He died for our sins. But Christ is more like a principle to them than the one Savior who died for our sins. Okay, how about the Unity Church? The Unity Church is, a, is kind of a takeoff on the Christian Science Church. Again, uh, if you've got the daily word, daily devotional, it sounds Christian, it is not, throw it away. They talk about the Christ principle in all of us. The Christ is us, Jackie. We can all become the Christ. They reduce Jesus to a principle. Okay. You have unity. You have Unitarian. Yes. What's the difference? The Unitarian Church uh, is kind of an anything goes church. You can believe. You can be. You can be an atheist and be part of a Unitarian Church. You can. You can uh, deny the Trinity, and they do. I mean, the, the Unitarians don't believe in the doctrine of the Trinity. That's why they're Unitarians. So. It's the, the, I don't think it's a Christian church at all, and it's pretty much you make up your own religion. <laughs> okay, 
you've mentioned the New Age movement. Yes. Is that considered a cult it or is. a religion? Well, it, it is a religion, but there's some people in the New Age movement who will say, well, I'm a Christian, and I do my crystals, and I, I contact the dead, and I believe I am God, and you are God, but I'm a Christian. Oprah says this, Jackie. I mean, listen to this. Before Oprah's TV show went off the air, she said, and she was raised Baptist, and she still says she's a Christian, but Oprah said, I used to believe Jesus came to earth to die for our sins. Now I realize he's come to earth to get us in touch with our own inner Christ consciousness. So again, she's reducing Jesus to a principle that we can all become. We will never be Jesus, Jackie. Okay, now we talked about the Catholic Church being one of the religions, mm -hmm. but yet there are some people who feel the Catholic Church is a cult. Is the mm -hmm. Catholic Church a cult? Hmm, well... I would say no. You can ask the church today, is the Lutheran church a cult? When you've got bishops <laughs> doing what they're doing in the Lutheran church. So here's the thing. My belief, and there's some Protestants that would disagree with me, I think there are true Christians in the Catholic church who know that they're sinners and that's only by the grace of God, not their good works, that they're going to get to heaven. Some would say that the official Catholic doctrine is different, and it kind of is. But I, I do believe there are many people who love the Lord and who know they're saved by grace alone in the Catholic Church. Sadly, Jackie, there are a lot of Lutherans, and Lutheranism was built on the belief that we're saved by grace alone. You, you ask Lutherans at your Lutheran church, do you, how do you think you're getting to heaven? Hope I've been good enough. <laughs> they don't get it. So, so here's my understanding. I think there are true Christians in every denomination, and I think there are false Christians in every denomination. Okay, that brings up the question that I want to ask you is, how can you tell a true Christian church from a cult? Yes. Um, and, and I'll do this again. I've done it many times, but let's, just, let's say somebody is shopping for a church, and I encourage people to leave the ELCA Lutheran Church. Don't give them your money. I encourage people not to leave the Presbyterian Church USA. Leave the Episcopal Church in America. Definitely leave the United Church of Christ. So you're going to go shop, church shopping for a good Bible-preaching church. What I would encourage you to do is after you shake the pastor's hand, say, can I ask you a few questions, pastor? I'm church shopping. Do you believe the Bible is the infallible word of God? Do you believe there's a heaven and a hell? Do you believe Jesus is the only way of salvation? Tell me your belief about the miracles. Was there a virgin birth of Christ? And tell me what you believe about premarital sex, abortion, and homosexuality. And if you get good, clear answers, well, of course there's a heaven and hell. Of course the Bible is the infallible word of God. Then that's a good church, whether it be Missouri Synod Lutheran, whether it be uh, Presbyterian Church. See, all these different denominations have good branches. The PCA, the Presbyterian Church in America, is a good version of Presbyterianism. PCUSA is bad. Now, not to say that there aren't PCUSA churches that are still holding the line. There are, but overwhelmingly the denominational heads have gone liberal. So I, I would say, Jackie, just ask some good hard questions. Be polite, but you'll know by the, end, by the time you've answered those questions whether that's your church or not. Within these different denominations, so you just mentioned like the different types of Presbyterian churches mm -hmm. or the synod types mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. they are called, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Same with the Lutherans yeah. and that. Yeah. Where did all that division come from within it? Some of it is cultural. 
The German Lutherans tend to be Missouri Synod when they came over in droves during the immigration in the 1800s, and the Swedes and the Norwegians tended to go what they call the American Lutheran Church or the Lutheran Church in America, which merged and became the ELCA. So some of this is, some of it's doctrinal. The Missouri Synod is much more, from my point of view, biblical than the ELCA. So there are doctrinal differences, but some of it's cultural. Okay, Pastor Brock. We've kind of gone through this, and you've done a very fine job, and I'm sure we've left out somebody or something <laughs> in here. But I guess one last question is, if a person out here who's watching this show wants to learn more about the history of the yep. Christian churches mm -hmm. and the cults, mm -hmm. where do they go? Good. What, what do you recommend? Uh, go to the Christian. There's a number of Christian bookstores uh, in, in the Twin Cities here. Go and buy a book on church history or and I left it over there so I won't get up out of my seat. Buy a book by Walter Martin called The Kingdom of the Cults. There's a chapter on Mormons. There's a chapter on Jehovah's Witness. There's a chapter on um, Unitarianism. And, and you really want to know the cults because they'll be at your door periodically. And so you get a book on the cults. Again, it's called The Kingdom of the Cults by Walter Martin or Williston Walker's A History of the Christian Church. You read about the, the church from the beginning and you will learn there have been divisions, sadly, in Christendom from the beginning. Even within the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church, you've got different leaders believing in uh, things. You've also got heresy from the beginning, which is why they had to come up with the Apostles' Creed in 325 A.D., excuse me, Nicene Creed, 325 A.D., to protect themselves from heretics. It seems the one key thing that I'm hearing from everything you've said, though, is that it's been a part of the leadership that has caused the yeah. division and the breakdown. Mm -hmm. Sad, and sadly, the devil works on leaders the most, and sadly, you know, m Jackie, even still, most ELCA Lutherans, most PCUSA Presbyterians, most Episcopalians, even though their churches at the top have become very liberal, most ELCA Lutherans and, EL and PCUSA Presbyterians still believe in the Bible. Do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? Yeah. Believe there's a heaven hell? Yeah. But ask their bishops that or their pastors that. Well, that's a complex issue. So you've kind of... So pray for the church. <laughs> that was my last thing to say is, mm -hmm. is there ever a chance to bring the church back together again? I don't think that'll happen until the second coming. We can pray for it. It's Jesus prayed in his high priestly prayer in John 17, make them one. Sadly, we have all kinds of divisions. In a sense, though, we're one. I, Jackie, I, if, if I'm someone with someone, whether they're Presbyterian, Methodist, Catholic, or what, I have instant fellowship with these people, and it doesn't really matter that much what we believe about baptism. There is an invisible Christian church that is the one true church in all these denominations. I think that that's a nice way to end this program is the fact that if we believe in God and, our, and become that invisible church, mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we do need to pray for those people who yep. have strayed yes. to some of these cults, yes, right? Yes, we do. And, and again, the sneakiest cult is the one within the church, which is theological liberalism. That's what's really sneaky. The devil knows how to do his dirty work. Okay. Well, we want to thank you for being with us this week. We hope we've answered some questions for you about the different divisions of the church. And we just would like to let you know Pastor Brock is available if your church would like to have a study about some of these issues to contact him via our website, which you're going to see here at the end. And if you want to know some more about these different churches and that, look at our past programs, which are also all on our website. And you might get some answers to some of the questions we didn't get to today. 
We pray that God would be with you this week, granting you his richest blessings until we're together again next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Pastor Study. We ask, would you pray for our ministry as we seek to spread the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ? And would you pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is The Pastor Study, 5200 Emerson Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55430. Our website is pastorstudy.org. And our phone number is 763-260-4484. May God richly bless you and join us next week at the same time as we study God's Word. Until then, may the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you.